Hello, everybody. We are in Parashat Vayera. And uh, we know that uh, Parashat Vayera, I mean, Lirot, to see, the whole idea of to see. So I'm just going to go through the Parsha. We're going to do uh, something very nice. Uh, Debbie going to read the section of the Zohar uh, from uh, Sepharia, those of you who follow Sepharia, or from the beginning of the Zohar. And then through that, I'm going to start to explain the meaning of that verse. Hashem is revealing to him in Mamre. Why Mamre? Mamre was the advisor to do the Brit last week. And then there is three angels arriving, but they don't, they don't appear as three angels. They actually appear as a three passenger passing by. For that reason, Abraham get reward for his behavior because if it will be three angels and he's nice to them, each and every one of us can do so. But when you are talking about somebody's helping a stranger, three strangers, washing their feet, feeding them, that's different. But we know there were angels that was Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. Michael come to resurrect the womb that Sarah didn't have, basically to create the womb within Sarah's belly, and to cure, that's what Michael did, to cure Abraham from the Brit was Raphael, and to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah was Gavriel. That was the three angel reason to come. Now, why one angel cannot do everything? Because we know the Talmud teaches us all, teaches that every act has to be by one angel. Angels cannot do more than one act because angels don't have a free will. Those of you who know Kabbalah, so the angel is coming from a certain level, which is higher than us, but they don't have the same avut, meaning they don't have the same desire as us. For, for that reason, there is no test there. We need to be tested. And the tested is more like a chance to grow. Why you've been tested? I mean, did you ever ask yourself why you've been tested with your patience, with your anger, with, with your sadness, with your fear? Why, why there is a test at all? This week, Parashat, there is the test of Avram, one of the one of the toughest ones. I mean, binding his son, or I should say, he was told to kill his son, to get rid of his only son. I mean, according to God, Isaac was the only son of uh, Avram. So here we go. Uh, it's another test. So why why you need to be tested? What, what's the purpose of it? If you've been tested, it's not a sin. It's not a, a punishment. It's an invitation to go to the next level. But we, we, you got to see if you are ra'ui, if you deserve to be in that level. Otherwise, you're going to have naima dechsifa. You're going to have bird of shame. You're going to have embarrassment. It's almost like you're going to be invited to the most expensive party in, uh, I don't know, Paris. But uh, you just have a short and a T-shirt. And everybody wear a tuxedo. I mean, yes, if you don't care and your value of people is so low, you wouldn't care how you look like. But if you care how you look like, because that's your expression to people, you will understand that's not how you want to be. So a person has to be tested so you will have more clothing, uh, spiritual clothing, from the idea of developing his or her soul their spirit in from one level to another. So here we understand from Avram that being tested is a necessary process. Avram is being tested by having a, a tent that is open from four sides right after he has the breed. Even circumcised, God purposely made it a hot day so Avram will not be bothered even to think there is a guest coming. 
have a more state to accept it's so hot, I don't even need to worry somebody passing by on a hot day. No, Avam opened it. He was sick from circumstances himself. And he still looked for the opportunity to share. That's an opportunity to grow. Every time it's difficult, it's an opportunity to grow. So when you go into a test of, I don't know, you have an argument in your family between your children, they start fighting. It's a test. What are you going to do? Are you going to grow above that? Are you going to take your family above that or no? You have an argument with the neighbor. What are you going to do? Are you going to take it into another level that it will be? Or are you going to quiet it? Or uh, 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 fight? Um, God forbid the two people been married and they get divorced. And the children have problems and they don't know what to do. You have to address the situation. You have to deal with it. You cannot ignore and you cannot fight. You have to understand there is a test. There is always a test. Some people need to be tested by money. Some people need to be tested by their, by their pride. Some people need to be tested with, with the losing control. Health issue, you know, mental issue. Those tests are given to us to overcome it. Now, if the test gave it, it was given to you, that's been up there, they believe you're going to overcome it. Sometimes we're too easy on ourselves and we don't believe we can do what we can do. But what does that say about yourself after that? If you say, I'm not capable to overcome that issue, that addiction, what does it say about your character by yourself? When I say, what does it say? It's been, what is, are you thinking of yourself if you're not capable to pass the test? I mean, the value of yourself is defined by what you overcome. That's how much you have value about yourself. If you're not capable to overcome nothing, you don't have self-value. You don't, you don't feel great about yourself. So when people feel that they are insecure, it's because there is a lot of tests in their way that they refuse to win it. Nobody stops you from winning your anger. Nobody stops you from winning your sadness. Nobody, nobody stops you and tell you, no, you should be sad all your life. No, try, try to... Try to go to the real war. Everybody want to go to the real war with gun and missile and jet and I don't know what else. But there's another war which is way more dangerous and difficult. It's the inner war. With, with the forces from inside and the mind and the emotions. When we deal with those things and we really win, the, the, the feeling is great. And that's what Avram is a winner. We read about Avram is a winner. He win. He win 10, 10 tests for Hashem. Unheard of. Unheard of. And he continues as if his life is way more perfect than any human being on this planet. Didn't have kids. Couldn't have kids. Nothing worked as he will. His wife get kidnapped by Pharaoh. <laughs> then Avimelech. Then he has to kill Isaac. Then Nimrod is killing him in the fire. Sodom and Gomorrah, Lord, fight, war. Good. It's all beautiful. It's all good. That's what we want to learn from this parasha. Choices. You got to make choices. When you make choices, and you make the right choices, things work. Now, people ask, how do you know what's the right choices? If it's benefit others, it's the right choices. 
If it only benefits yourself, your services include your family, by the way. If it just includes just me and myself and all this and that, those little things, you can you can teach people how to share. Sharing is has to be in your DNA. Just sharing and writing a check for charity, that's not sharing. Sharing has to be the way you eat, the way you drive, the way it's it's in everything. I mean, I'm blessed to have students that know sharing. They understand sharing. I never saw one of my students ever in my life that is next to me or next to Debbie, that they're not automatically, before they do something, they right away think, hey, guys, can I get you something? It's so sweet. It's so special. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm so blessed to be surrounded by, by good human beings who always want to do more and more good and more sharing and more generosity. And this is a blessing. This is a blessing to meet the right people in your life. It's a blessing. This Shabbat I spent uh, in, uh, next to Jerusalem. I was hosted by a wonderful, wonderful friend of mine, Rabbi Michael Maor and his wife, his children. Wow. Wow. They treat me like a king. My God. My wife. I'm telling you. It was unbelievable. The, the generosity. It's not with a paying check. It's not about just the, the tzedakah or put your name on a synagogue. It's good too. I'm not saying I'm not against it. It's trauma. It's the way that you want to give. And you're kind of in pain that you cannot give more. You're chasing the opportunity. I got to give more. And when you think like that, then everything looks different. That's Avram. We cannot be like Avram, but we can try from time to time to, to be like Avram. Because a lot of us, you know, commit a certain negative thing. According to the Balatanya, you know, according to the Balatanya, you know, when a person is, is uh, you know, committing a crime, committing a sin, so Balatanya bring Rabbi Isaac Luria. How do you clean your negativity? What do you do? So you need to fast, you need to do this, you need to suffer. But we know we are in a generation that uh, are not so elevated as it used to be uh, thousands of years ago or even 300 years ago. So what do we do? Say the Balatanya, you got to give charity. Charity, you know, find a way to give charity. Don't make yourself poor, but get an opportunity. Call, hey, uh, Eliyahu, you got some charity for Israel, you got some charity for London, you got some, uh, maybe supply food for the, for, the, for the soldiers in different places. And tell yes, there is. I say, can I help? Eliyahu, I heard you building a mikveh. Can we donate for the mikveh? Every chance you have to do tzedakah, meditate, but meditate, and say, Hashem, this is because, you know, I didn't behave in a proper way. I disrespect my wife yesterday. I disrespect my children. I disrespect my father, my mother. And then you put charity, put a box. But don't look at it like a punishment. Look at it like, you know what, next time I'm not going to get angry because I'm going to double the amount of tzedakah. Here is more money I'm going to put. So you now start fighting with your negativity. That's the real war. Because a human being came to this universe to be exactly like Avraham. Avraham. Because what is Avraham? As say the Rav Ashlag, as say actually Rabbi Avraham Branwan in his book, in his letters also about the Parsha, as I was told by Rabbi Michal Maor, Avraham is Evar Ma. 
those of you understand the, the evar ma, meaning the evar, the organ of ma, without going to all the details, the yesod of rechampin, but in a simple way, ma represents the same numerical value as Adam, as a human being. Meaning Abraham come to correct all the things from the time of Adam till Abraham. That was the job of Abraham. How did he correct it? With chesed. How can I do chesed? I'm here to do chesed. Where can I share? Where can I give tzedakah? This is what Abraham was. And if I don't have money, I'm going to give food. If I don't have food, I have give time. If I don't have food all the time, I'm going to wash somebody's feet. The whole idea of serving your teacher, serving your rabbi, you know, people look at the halacha of the Rambam, how to do it exactly, what to do is exactly right. You know, how to treat the chacham, he's talking about, you know, it's called emunat chachamim, whoever want to study about it, emunat chachamim, to believe in your chacham, to believe in your teacher. And the idea is when you get to emunat chachamim, everything is working for you. But emunat chachamim is not only for the Torah. You know, when you ask your rabbi, your teacher, whoever guided you, your mentor, hey, what do I do with my business, let's say? Get a listen. It's also emunat chachamim. Avraham came here to teach us that through chesed, through everything that you do, everything open up. You don't do chesed? It's Domen Gomorrah. Lot. Lot in Aramid mean Klala, curse. So what we're going to do right now, uh, Debbie going to read, you're going to hear only her voice, Debbie going to read the Zohar uh, in English, okay? Debbie going to read the Zohar in English. I'm going to stop Debbie from time to time to explain what is the Zohar actually tell us. And we're going to go verse by verse of the Zohar and hopefully you're going to find this style uh, good. And we would like to hear from you if you like uh, uh, this style, because I used to do it in Florida. Those of you who studied with me years ago, that somebody is reading the section and I'm explaining it. I like that style, so let me know if you guys like it. Please. Abichia opened the discussion. The flowers appeared on the earth. The time of the singing of the birds has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The flowers appeared on the earth. When the Holy One, blessed be He, created the world, He endowed the earth with appropriate powers so that everything was in the earth, but it did not produce any fruit until Adam was created. As soon as Adam was created, everything in the earth became visible. That is, the earth began to reveal the powers and products that were implanted within it. And then it was said, the flowers appear on the earth. Wonderful. So as you can see in the first section of the Zohar of Vayera, Something very incredible is it's, it, the Zohar is teaching us here. And we need to be aware of those things. The Zohar is teaching us that basically God created everything in potential. It was there. Meaning within the ground, it was an avocado tree. Within the ground, it was potential to bring wheat and barley, figs, pomegranate, dates, olive. But you need... Adam. Why do you need Adam? Because without Adam, there is no development. Everything stay and remain in potential. Everything is remain in a way in a seed or keter level within the ground. And then when Adam is coming to his prey, if you remember in Bereshit, 
to naming everything, you name everything and everything become alive. So for me, we learned that the creation of Adam was to reveal things that are potentially there. For that reason, we understand the difference that Rav like many, many times bring the difference between a human being to fruit, vegetables, animals, all those things, if you think about it, they've never been developed. They can be created by Adam, meaning come from potential to actual, but they stay the same. Meaning the horse of Pharaoh that was chasing the, the Jew out of Egypt to the Red Sea 3,400 years ago is the same horse of today. Same lion, same giraffe, same crocodile. Everything remained the same. Is humans remain the same? No. We drive cars. We fly on an airplane. Things always been evolved because the human being is the only powerful thing that has something that nobody else has. It's called choice and free will. And when you have a free will, that giving you the chance to develop whatever is around you, to reveal whatever is around you. Now, what is the free will? The free will is between chasadim and vurot. Chesed and Vua. What does that mean, Chesed and Vua? Chesed is what you need to be doing, like Abraham, with excitement. You got to give, you got to help, you got to smile. Gvua is called, as Rav Ashla called it, Koha Itapkut. The ability to not do a certain thing. That's the binding of Isaac. That's the Isaac style. So we have in this parasha that Abraham and Yitzchak together, Chesed and Gvura together, is teaching us two ways to work the land in a way, because the land doesn't really mean land, it means Malchut, how things are supposed to be manifest from there. The Creator create everything for you. But you have to choose, are you going Chesed style? Meaning to sharing and giving an excitement, revealing this universe? Or are you going Gvura style? I'm going to stop doing the wrong thing that I'm doing. I'm not going to be as angry as I was. I'm not going to be as sad as I was. That's good too. That's called Gvoa style. Between those two columns, you create a land that gives product. But I'm not only talking about physical product like barley and wheat and avocado. We are talking about giving a product of spirituality because everything comes back to life. So let's continue with the Zohar and see where it's taking us. Similarly, the heavens did not give any powers to the earth until humankind appeared. As it is written, and no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the, of the field had yet grown. For Hashem Elohim had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. All the offspring and products were concealed in the earth. They did not appear, and the heavens were prevented from pouring rain on the earth because humankind did not yet exist. Because it had not yet been created, the revelation of all things were delayed. As soon as humankind appeared, however, the flowers appeared on the earth, and all the hidden and concealed powers were now revealed. So, as we say, I don't think I will say a lot here. Whatever was concealed, appeared. 
That's that was the Adam Adam purpose. Now you may ask the question: the Gemara, the Talmud is asking, was it a good idea to create human, or was it a bad idea to create human? Well, without human, there is no revelation. But let's see the next paragraph. The time of the singing of the birds has come. A recital was composed of songs and praises to the Holy One, blessed be He. This was not done before humankind was created. And the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. This is the world of the Holy One, blessed be He, which did not exist in the world before humankind was created. But as soon as humankind appeared, everything appeared. After Adam sinned, everything disappeared from the world, and the earth was cursed as it is written. Cursed is the earth for your sake. When you till the ground, it shall not henceforth give its strength to you. And thorns also and thistles it shall bring forth to you. Yeah, so we see now the second part, after we talk about without Adam, not things appear. Because of Adam, everything disappeared. Meaning everything came from actual to potential. Adam's job was bringing things from potential to actual, but after the sin actual become potential meaning it went bed back into the ground been buried and give us the chance to reveal that you have to remember we're in different time at those days it was one righteous and people now each person who's changing them, themselves consider righteous every time that you're capable to overcome something According to the Rambam, to consider righteous. So let's continue. When Noah appeared in the world, he prepared spades and hoes. Afterwards, however, he drank of the wine and was drunk, and he was uncovered within his tent. And later, the people of the world sinned before the Holy One, blessed be He, and the powers of the earth disappeared again. And so it remained until Abraham appeared. So when it's mentioned that Noah, you know, the vine and the grapes. Uh, it's not just about the grapes. It's about understanding, of course, I mean, what does that mean? Wine, light of wisdom, but more more simple way, in a simple way. As I promise, I will try to teach a little bit more simple. The ground, the balchut, is giving birth into things. So not start to correct it after the mabul, after the flood. But that didn't stop that the people continue to sin. Now, what, what does that mean to sin? In, in Hebrew, to sin means lachto. Lachto. Lachto meaning to miss. When you miss something, miss opportunity. Because laachti et amatara. When somebody missed the target, you say laachti et amatara. To sin the target in a way. Meaning you're missing. You're not going on the right direction. That's a sin. So even when Noah, after the flood, you know, it's funny that he doesn't mention that Noah brought the world into the next level like Avram, he mentioned that Noah just able to remove the negativity and then start small positivity for himself, but it didn't work because people continue to sin. I mean, right after they get out of the ark, Ham, uh, his son, one of his son, commit the crime that he committed. So what we learn from here? Choices, my friend. Choices, choices, pass the test, Understand that you are here for a reason. Choose if it's chesed or vuad that you're supposed to do. But let's see now about Avram. That's the that's a very important part. As soon as Avram appeared, the flowers appeared on the earth. The powers of the earth were amended and revealed. 
The time of the singing of the birds, pruning, has come. The time when the Holy One, blessed be he, told him to circumcise himself. Thus the time was ripe for the covenant to appear in Abraham, when he was circumcised. Only then was the verse fulfilled through him, and the word of the Holy One, blessed be he, was revealed openly to him. As it is written, and Hashem appeared to him after he was circumcised. So here we talk about circumcision. For some reason, I mean, should we look at the circumcision as the test that he was tested and to him it was revealed? Or that's one way, that's the pshat. Or we can look at the circumcision, it's yesod. Those of you who know yesod. And through yesod, you know, there is a ashpa'a, there is an influence on malchut. And then malchut give birth to everything else. What is yesod exactly? It's not just representing the way we're doing the circumcision, the sexual organ. Yesod is basically the, the gutter from the upper world, from Keter till Yesod, that pass on all the light to Malchut. So in Yesod, you have all the, all the work. Why? Because the light can come from Keter till Yesod. Let's come from above. You have no, no free will. Where is the real free will? In Yesod. Are you going to pass it on to Malchut? Or are you going to keep it for yourself? We are always in the passive of Yesod. That's why we say Tzadik Yesod Olam. But why do we say Tzadik Yesod Olam? Why do we say a righteous is the foundation of the world? Because the word Yesod means foundation. That's what the word Yesod means. But what is a Tzadik? So I'm bringing here from uh, actually, what is Tshuva? From Rabbeinu Azaken. From the first rabbi, uh, the Balatanya. It says, Tshuva, a repentance. There is a book called Igeret Tshuva. A lot of Chabad teaching it, I'm sure you're familiar with it. And there he explained in Yanea Tshuva, like everybody knows about Tshuva, but what's a Tshuva? What is Tshuva? What is repentance? So he says, He said there is three Inyanim, three ideas, but I want to focus on not the whole idea, but Adavar Rishon, of course we know it from the Rambam, Azivat Achet, person has to stop doing the wrongdoing. Ameave Mitzvat Tshuva. You want to know what Tshuva means? Stop. Doing the wrong doing. He's not talking about revealing some light and helping people. No, stop. Stop. Stop talking not nice to people. Stop judging people in your mind. You know that the Gemara said, the Gemara said, Achoshet Bekshirim Lokem Begufo. A person who's suspicious over good people put his life or his health in danger. You cannot be choshet b'ksherim. Let's say you see someone uh, being suspicious of stealing. Nice person come to pray. Everything is perfect about that person's life, but you have a thought about that person that something suspicious. Be careful. You may make yourself, you may make yourself sick. Look at the gufo. So what do you need to do? Azivat achet. I'm not going to see what's wrong with people. I don't want to know about what's wrong with people anymore. I don't want to know. I'm not going to start judging that person 
if I think that person is Talmud Chacham, and if you judge the shoemaker, it's not the same if you judge somebody who's teaching Torah. It's a big, big difference. You judge the shoemaker, yeah, there might be a problem there. But when you start looking, you know, I, I, I one time sat in a, one of the greatest speakers in, in the United States of America, to my opinion, I cannot say his name. Uh, he spoke so wonderful, and people in the back were judging him and bothering him. And uh, after about a year or so, you know, it was a discussion. Why there is so many sick people in that organization or in that uh, uh, arena or at that school or at that synagogue? And I really mentioned, I said, well, uh, said, stop judging your rabbis. Stop judging the, 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 your teacher you have. He's a great speaker. He's a great thing. If you find a few things wrong about him, go help him. Go help him. Hey, I would like to help you. I would like to judge you. Everybody can judge. What's the big deal about judgment? So a tshuva, what's the tshuva? You want to do the mitzvah of tshuva because there's a mitzvah from the writer to do tshuva. What is the mitzvah of the writer to tshuva? Azivat achet. Forget about the continuation. Lo yachzor, he will not do it again. No, no, azivat achet. Kfisha muzbar, shemiyadu gomer belibo lebal yashuvo od lekisla. In his heart, in his mind, he know he will not go back to Kislo. Now we can call that person Tzadik Gamur. Complete righteous. As if somebody is eating treif. And Gomer Belibo never to eat treif again. Tzadik Gamur. Get a bracha from them. Somebody is a thief. He stops stealing. Tzadik Gamur. You judge him. You judge a thief that stops stealing to be wrong? Shame on you. You are the wrong. So it's important uh, to understand. I'm just bringing the first part uh, to, to get into idea that a lot of time you know, we are uh, judging people. As, as he writes here, he said, Shuvah yotzeret metziut chadasha. Shuvah create a new reality. She'u mitchalef mirasha gamur. From a worse, wicked person, titzadi gamur. To a complete righteous. <laughs> Can you believe that? From rasha gamur. This is no chance. Just because he stopped doing what he's doing. So now we learn the midata gvura of the change. Till now from Avraham, we learn the midata chesed that you give, you guide the charity, you help people, you wash the leg, you're doing everything. How wonderful you are. That is great. That's more exciting. But there's also a difficult work. That's more, make you sad and cry and not easy. It's gvura. What is the gvura? He right. That's your barmitit. And that's make you a tzaddik. So if you change your life, not to do a certain behavior or think with your mind or with your words or with your action that you used to before and you stop, you call yourself tzaddikamu. Tzaddikamu, it's no ego. You are tzaddikamu. It's very, very important. Let's read Rabbi Lazar and then we're going to finish. I know I'm talking too much already.
Rabbi Elazar opened, this, re this verse refers to events after the circumcision of Aram. Before the circumcision, the Holy One, blessed be he, spoke to him only through the lower grade. The upper grades were not attached to this grade. As soon as Avon was circumcised, the flowers appeared on the earth. These are the lower grades brought forth and established by the lower grade so that they may be united with all the upper grades. The time of the singing yes, of the birds has come and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. This is the voice that comes from the innermost aspect of all. So that voice, Zeantin, is heard in our land, and this is the voice that cuts the, wor the word into an utterance, thereby achieving its perfection. He said the words, I have to say it, he said the words of the birds is cutting, because le zamer, because it's a, 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 a singing bird, zamir, le zamer is to trim. When you trim the garden, it's called le zamer, the same word as to sing. So for me, we learn is not only talking, about singing is only talking to cut the negativity, to cut whatever is disturbing us. But what is Rabbi Elazar is, is writing to us here about Yesod? What is exactly Brit, removing the Orla, the foreskin? Well, we know a man is born with, you know, the foreskin. And basically after eight days, that's a mitzvah, is to cut uh, the foreskin and to do the old mitzvot that attached to it. That's come from the Torah. Nothing is more powerful than a Brit. If you've uh, been invited to a Brit, you have to go. If you're in a Brit, if you're in a Brit, it is if you've been cleansed from 40 days of fasting. Meaning 40 days of fasting can clean the soul tremendously. So going to a Brit is doing it by itself. So sometimes by doing a good thing, it is if preventing equal to 40 days that you're fasting, meaning that the gvura. So chesed of act of mitzvah of chesed is equal to 40 here of gvura. Think about it. But of course, you have to have opportunity of brit. You got to look for those uh, mitzvot. Respect your father and your mother. If that's when you have to agree with them, no. Your, your parents cannot get involved in your business just because you respect them. But when you're with them, you can wash their hands for a mozi, you can do my machronim, but don't tell them about your business. Because if you tell them they're going to get involved and they have to respect them, eh, it's not going to end. Do the best you can, but it doesn't mean I see a lot of people get confused about respecting the father and your mother. Serve them, uh, take them to dinner, breakfast, something like that. That's respect. But it doesn't mean that uh, sometimes I see kids say, my parents are controlling me and I have to respect them. No, 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 you don't have to. Because their decision is not always good for you. It was good for them. So not always... Because they're smart, they actually, it's a good thing for you. So Rabbi Lazar is teaching us that the Brit, basically, remove the orla, remove the foreskin, is removing that klipa, that thing that is disturbing Yesod and Malachut to be connected. And because Yesod is, is, is Tzadik, Yesod Olam, Tzadik Gamur, then the passing of that energy, the light from Yesod, Baruch Hashem, all the way from Arich Pin, all the way to the Nukva, all the way to the Adama, and then everything starts to grow. And when say, Eta Zamir Igiya, Zamir, Le Zamer, to cut, to trim, to trim the all negativity. But what is the negativity if we talk about the Brit, the Orla? So when we remove that Orla, then you have connection between Yesod and Malchut. And I would like to maybe finish with a, with a nice story and to explain to everybody, you know, a point of choices 
I think I told this story about two or three times, but it's always good to remind you about that story. I was living at Boca at that time and an old man, an old gentleman walked into my office and um, he came to talk to me. Sweet, very sweet. And uh, those of you who know me, uh, when I don't know the people and I don't know where the direction of the conversation go, I really, I'm not sure, but I don't know what they want from me. So I'm sitting with him for three minutes and he said, how are you? I said, okay. And I don't know where the conversation is going. I don't know why am I with him in my office. He didn't have a meeting with me, just walk in. And then I said, okay, uh, so what are we doing? So I would like to share with you a story. I said, well, another person going to share with me a story. So of course, in my mind, I'm not judging yet, but I'm saying to myself, okay, it's going to be another half an hour of somebody use me as a therapist just to talk to me about some story. And, but let's give it a chance. So I'm sitting and the gentleman opened his mouth to say, say, listen, something very powerful happened to me one year ago. And I would like to share it with you. So go ahead. And he said, many years ago, once he said many years ago, I was worried. You know, old people say many years ago, this story might take two, three hours. Uh, but, you know, you got to be patient. You got to change. You got to do Akedah. You got to do the binding on your impatience. I, do, I was just moved from New York City into Boca Raton. Rhythm are different. And uh, so that's what he told me. He had, um, it was, he had a factory for, for meat, for, for chicken, you know, red meat and chicken. And it was a small factory when he was younger. And the business grew up and they started making a very nice amount of money, he and his partner. And uh, by the age of 50, they, they had a tremendous amount of money and they did well. Um, at that time, the, his partner came to him and said to him, listen, I would like my son to get involved in the business. His son has some issue with drugs and with gambling. The gentleman who was talking to me said, I don't think so. I mean, he has issues. I don't mind to help him finding a job somewhere else. But if you come work for us, it might destroy the business. Okay. His partner said nothing. After one month without together, doing some counting of what they have, what they don't, what they need to order, his partner raises a hand above him with a big knife and stabs him. He was bleeding, almost died. The cleaning lady was there mistakenly, but nothing by mistake. I basically called the ambulance, the police, and that's how he survived. Of course, they arrested his partner. He went to hospital. And when he came out of the hospital, there's a case, there's a judge, there's lawyers. And he let go of the old case. He forgave his brother, or I mean his partner. So when he told me that, I said, wow, the person in front of me, Tzadik, not a regular Tzadik, Tzadik Gamur. I am sitting actually with a Tzadik Gamur who didn't make an appointment. And I thought he's about to tell me some story of uh, two, three hours, but the story is a good one. And I look at him, I said, this is a tremendous story. And he looked at me and said to me, Eliyahu, it's not the end. I said, okay, now, now I actually want to listen. What is going on with this guy? So we listen, we separated, you know, we split the, the money. Everybody went their own way. 
It seemed to be about uh, 10 months ago. Uh, he received a phone call at night and uh, it's from his partner's wife. He was surprised. We took it about like 18 years apart or 20 years apart. And she tell him, hey, listen, um, my husband is very sick. He's basically dying. And we ask him if there is something you want. And he said, there is only one thing I want. I want my partner to come visit me if it's possible. So the wife said, would you do that? And he said, of course. Now I'm looking at that guy. I'm sitting there in the office and I'm going like, oh my God, this guy better give me a blessing before he leave. I need him to stay. This is Tzadik Amur. I have, I have Eliyahu Navi. This is it. This is the example of how you need to be like Avram. This is it. And he's going there. Now I'm asking. I said, so what happened? So said, wait. Now he slowed me down. I said, wait. So I'm getting into the hospital. His kids around saying goodbye. And he's looking at everybody and saying, please, everybody, leave. I would like to stay with my partner alone. And he said to him, partner, listen, I would like, he started crying. I would like you to forgive me. I never ask you for forgiveness. You act like a mensch. You act like a human being. You, like, you act like Abraham. And I didn't. And I would like you, please, please to forgive me. And of course, they hug, they kiss, he forgive him. And uh, a few weeks after, he passed away. And uh, basically, that gentleman was in the middle saying Kaddish for his partner. Sometimes when we meet people, at least I know, for me, my experience, you don't know who they are. You never know who the person you're talking to. Don't look at the person's size of the yarmulke, or size of the beer, or how they dress. Some people overcome some stuff that not you or me ever would be able to overcome. The tshuva that he was capable of doing. That's making him a tzaddik gamur. That's making him a righteous, a complete righteous. Life is not about just how much you create. What do you overcome? What do you overcome? Everybody want to be a student of some Kabbalist who massage their ego and tell them how great they are. But truly, truly, is how do you stay a great student when things are not working the way you want? I want to wish you a great week in Parashat Vayera that we will be able to learn, learn what we need to do. I hope you enjoy the new style and let us know how it's going.